Welcome to Pretty Girls Love Sports Mission. I'm your host, Darius Lenny, and I am here with Jay Wiz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. applause. Woo! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Justin D. Wisenhunt, member of Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated, former president of the Road Delta Delta chapter, linebacker from Birmingham, Alabama. You got your BA from Choi in Political Science because you think you're a Damn. You was on the athletic director's list. You got your master's in Charlotte in Communications. Yeah, facts. Yep. Whoa. Okay. I ain't get my communication. I got it something like that, though. Go ahead. We Where'd did you get it in? I got it in uh, liberal studies. Oh, liberal studies. So what do you yeah. want to do with political science and liberal studies? You want to be a lawyer? Yeah, I wanted to at first, but I, uh, you know, life leads you around different paths that sometimes you might, um, uh, you might feel like, you know, what I'm saying it might not be for you, and so I'm feeling like, um, that uh, political stuff went for me. I don't really want to do that no more. So I'm just trying to figure it out. So right now I'm coaching. You know what I'm saying? Doing my, what I love to do, which is my passion. So, uh, just trying to stay around the game. So right now I don't look like I'm gonna do too much and politics speaking of your passion and what you love the most oh you got career titles of 171 totals is that proper is that correct 175 175 yeah just i mean you, you went too far so i ain't tripping okay 90 solo tackles mm-hmm. 81 assistant tackles three sacks two forced fumbles one mm-hmm. in 2019 and one in 2021 in charlotte yeah and you got one exception in charlotte right yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, I had. Yeah, yeah, one and seven in Charlotte. Facts. Okay, so you already know me. You have watched your film on mm-hmm. many occasions. I have read many articles. So, from my perspective, it seems like your 2018 season at Troy and your 2021 season at Charlotte were the most comparable. Are you going off stats or you, what you're going off of to say that? Yeah, stats. Oh, yeah, and I played two different positions. So, that's why, like, you know, numbers like, Really can't dictate, you know. You know how football works. Like the corner ain't gonna have as many tackles as a linebacker. In that 2018 year, I played safety. Which one was your favorite position to play? Uh, I like I like inside the box. I like linebacker. That is more so my forte. I'm a stocky kind of guy. Yeah. So uh, I can say I like linebacker more. So how would you compare, or how could you compare your 2018 season at Troy and your 2021 season at Charlotte? My um, I can say both both years I had broke my wrist. I broke my wrist, my right wrist. My twenty eighteen year I fractured it, and then um, same thing at Charlotte. Um, I could really can't necessarily compare them to Troy. Man, we had a championship defense. We went a long way at Charlotte. Um, we weren't all on one accord really at any point during the season. So at Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte and I, we weren't on one accord as a team. So we really couldn't have the success we wanted to as far as um. You know, trying to make a bowl game and you know having a winning season. So uh, I can't, I can't compare them as far as team wise, but as far as individual goal wise, I mean, I can say, I wish I ain't get hurt. You know, but that's part of the game. So you know, you live and you learn and you, you move forward. You can't sit back and dwell on nothing because it is what it is. This is very very true. And then also, I want to just throw out: this is the only man I know that didn't play a whole season, a whole two season with a broke hand. Yeah, yeah, I'm gangster. <laughs> and you still do like you was really like that. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I was all right. You know what I'm saying? If I was like that, nah, I don't humble yourself. You like that. No, nah, I mean, I always say, you know, if I was like that, I'd be 
you know, in the league somewhere. So I ain't gonna necessarily sound like that, but I was a solid football player. I was a pretty good athlete. Speaking of going to the league, first of all, we already know about poli- y'all degree in political science. You know everything there is to know about football. Mm-hmm. We already know about the football politics. Right. So, what can you say about that in regards to your injuries, in regards to your playing, in regards to your stats and your coaching staff, especially? Uh, it's a lot of politics that go into things. I'm not gonna sit here and say that uh I deserve anything. I'm starting to become more spiritual and getting my faith and realizing God do everything for a reason. So you might not, you know, my plan and his plan might not align. So uh, I won't necessarily say I was kind of, you know, what I'm saying, screwed out of anything. I mean, I I do and still do to this day believe I deserved the shot or or may have earned one, but obviously I didn't because I didn't do enough, you know, to impress 32 teams, you know. I got a call from a couple of them at certain times, but, I mean, nobody pulled the trigger to give me the opportunity. So, you know, I mean, that's just – how the dice is rolled, you know, and you got to play the, you got to play the dice. You know, people say dice is rolled or the hand you dealt. You feel me? So I just got to play the hand I dealt. So, I mean, I can say I was kind of, you know, overlooked. But it's fine, though. It's all going to – I feel like I got a plan for me, even football or without football. I got some on my sleeve, though. I'm just learning not to speak on too much. So I ain't going to – But, yeah. Okay. Um, I both love the answer and I hate the answer. Well, I want to hear it on the interview, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, man, sometimes I feel like oh, my pastor was telling us, he was like, uh, you know, God sometimes tell you something just for you to know, but you'd be so happy that he told you something. You go tell somebody, he'd be like, oh, all right, you talk too much. Don't worry about it. So you take that mm-hmm. lesson away from it. So uh, I learned, you know, a lot of opportunities I didn't have. I didn't, as soon as I had them, like, I call somebody like, hey, man, you know, sometimes you might be talking to your enemy. Not saying you're my enemy, but, you know, somebody out here that listens to this might be my enemy and God didn't want them to hear. And so I can block my blessing trying to, you know, spread the word. So I'm just going to let it, you know, let everything happen first and then people see it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Well, they can tell somebody who feel like they are more deserving than you are. Correct. And the crazy part is I actually just had a situation with one homegirl. I didn't talk to her for like a month or two. And she called me one day and was like, she feel like I've been distant. I was like, honestly, I really have. Every time something happens to me, you want to happen to you. I feel like you always trying to compare us. And then I just get real burned everything I said and really did have to pray about not putting us on the same accord. Never know. I text my homeboy. He was going through some mental stuff. And I text this man three times, once in August, once in September. And then literally yesterday I had some of my heart. I'm just reaching out, trying to make sure he all right. But, um, you know, I knew through the times when he was telling me he was going through stuff, he was praying for God to remove people out of his life. So I had to look at it like, hey, maybe God gave me an answer. Like I want something, you know, that needed to be in his life. We were close friends. But, you know, if God, I always told him, like, you know, if God ever, told him that hey i might be the burden on him which i didn't feel like you know i always support him i you know i never prayed against him and then like that then do what you got to do because i you know mm-hmm. his conversation with god might be different from mine and if that's what's best for him then hey do what you got to do but i just want to let you know i'm here for you you know what i'm saying if you ever going through it because you know i see posts and peep stuff people share at times so i was trying to keep it like that so yeah yeah and that's a really good point to make because even though you may not be the en- enemy, God may just not want you in that person's life or want that person in your life. Right. He don't want that connection to prosper because y'all together, you don't know what could happen. They mm-hmm. could bring out the worst in you or it could bring out a part of you that was never meant to come at that moment or come with that person. Keep on moving along. Say that you feel like you didn't do enough and you really want that guy because you were that guy, you would impress somebody. But somebody. Somebody. Now... Let's take it on back. Let's rewind to the year of 2017. When you were a senior at what school? Man, D. Ramsey High School. D. Ramsey High School. 
Birmingham, Alabama. Yes. So, Jay Wiz was a top 100 players in the state of Alabama. The yeah. state of Alabama. Don't smile now. <laughs> <laughs> no cap. Led the school with a 13-2 record. Yeah. Winning state championships. Thanks. School record for number of tackles. Yeah. And you was defensive player of the year your senior. Your high school was tattooed on you and your university did a feature on you and that tattoo for Tattoo Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little about Uh ran the high school, man. Long story, man. So we uh you know, we uh didn't have a lot of stuff that people had at their high school, man. Like as far as football field, weight room, you know what I'm saying, all that type of stuff that like, you know, traditional programs have. My school was predominantly basketball school. Uh, they didn't have a football team. They, the football team came back in tuition in 2012. They played a JV year. In 2013 was the first year of varsity. Um, the program was ended like the 19, I think. Don't quote me on this, but it was like either the 50s and through the 70s. It was one year in between that they ended the football program. So football went around Ramsey for like 30, 40 years. It was straight basketball school. Um, so nobody wanted to go there, you know, but me and a couple of my classmates, we just believed that like, you know, you know, most high schools you go to is a freshman and sophomore year, probably play JV. And then, you know, a freshman team, JV, and then, you know, your junior, you find a move up to varsity unless you're elite. We looked at it as like going here at 14 years old and go against 18 years old when it's time to even the playing field and you become 18 or even around 16, you'll be so advanced because you're so used to going against older guys. Just like in Little League, my daddy played me up. So I'd be eight, but I played with 10 year olds. And your so, dad was a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, he was a Hall of Famer in Miles mm-hmm. College. Yeah. So so when it was time for me to play with my age group, it was like, all right, I dominated because I was so used to playing with older guys. So we looked at it like that from high school. Like, yeah, we got smacked first year. We got smacked. And but the next year we literally came back and went ten and two. We only didn't win state because ah we got screwed out of game. But I mean it's all good, you know shit happens. Junior year had a great year. We was like seven and zero, and the quarterback got hurt. We lost the next four games. He was key to our key to our team. Senior year everybody stayed healthy. So and you see the results. We got state championship. But I mean shit just means so much to me because you know it just kind of the versus stuff we went through like not having the uh, supplies and the facilities and the things you need as a program but still finding a way to win, you know, like not practicing during the week because we ain't got no field of practice on, but showing up on Friday and playing and walking through in the gym for another week. But showing up on Friday, I'm talking about we blasting things. We ain't even, game ain't even close. ain't like no nail bite. We just whooping folk. Because at the end of the day, we just find a way to make it happen with what we had. We ran laps around the school, jump sidewalks, carried bricks over our head. I mean, did the most crazy stuff. But, you know, I had a strength coach. Uh, he trained, actually, he's Jameis Winston, the uh, main trainer. Oldest Lever got MDF, modern day fitness, and he put out a lot of athletes. Michael Jackson, he started as corner for the Seahawks and Emil Abdullah. And I mean, I can name a couple guys, but you know, we all trained together and we got out the mud. So, I mean, them qualities and stuff, it kind of instilled in me as a player. And so I carried it to college. So, really, anytime shit got hard, I just never folded because, you know, I think I got that shit in my bio right now. Like, shit, no matter how it goes, shit, never fold, stay solid. Like, you can't, you just can't quit. So, that shit just taught me not to quit. And so, that's why I got that R hat tatted on me because it just, like anytime shit go wrong, even with the NFL stuff and everything I go through now, nah, I just kind of lift my shirt up, and look like, all right, keep going. Like nobody gonna feel sorry for you. With it. and it could always be worse. You gotta always understand that somebody out here took your situation and won. So you gotta figure that out. Mm-hmm. And also, for reference, the state of Alabama has over like five hundred high school football teams. Yeah. 
and y'all went from no program right for nearly 20 years 30 for sure 30 for sure yeah to state champs to me and state champs and jay Williams being the top 100 football players in the state of alabama can't make this shit up, huh? Can't not make this up. <laughs> I can't make it up. The boy really hope my really top five, but I ain't gonna pop it like that. Uh, no, you was the top five. I'm just no, I'm saying like in my head, because I mean nobody gave my high school credit for nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we we just didn't nobody knew about us. Like I first one signed D1 LBS out there. Like it was just nobody came to the school to see us. But now we got guys at Bama, Florida, you know what I'm saying? We really paid away. But I wasn't even the best player on my team, you know what I'm saying? Cordell really was like the best defensive player we had, but he just was an underdog, undersized, no exposure. You know, my daddy took me to camps. If it wasn't for my daddy knowing what he knew through his experience, man, I probably wouldn't even got – I mean, I would have went to college. I ain't going to lie, hard. But it would just – it wouldn't have been like – I wouldn't have had the rec- you know, recognition I had. So, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of recognition, when you were coming straight out of high school, going to college, how how were you feeling? Was the school – was the town treating like a celebrity – where the girls are over you, like, why me? <laughs> why me through that process? Man, I was the man. I ain't gonna lie, I was the man. Uh, I started as a true freshman in college, too. So, uh, that injured, you know, kind of derailed my playing time and stuff. As far as I took my labor in my shoulder, my first game, my true freshman year. But you know how it is being a true freshman. Like, like I don't care if damn what nobody's saying. Red shirt freshman and true freshman, two different things. Red shirt sure. freshman. You've adapted to college, you know what I'm saying? You got used to the classroom, the structure, you done understood how college goes. True freshman, you jumped in the fire right now. You just came straight out of high school and hot right out there with them dogs. Mm-hmm. And you going through classes just like everybody else. And then you going you you figuring out college, but you still playing ball. Red shirt, yeah, you you kinda you get you able to learn. I had to learn while I went, you know what I'm saying? And you know, it ain't no year back. Yeah. That's it. Not knocking nobody red shirt, but I'm just saying it's a little different. So I respect true freshman. That's why they put true in front of that shit. Duh. That's a, that's a uh, major difference. Yeah, yeah. A, but people don't understand that. But I ain't here to just pop shit like that. I'm just saying it was hard. It wasn't easy. You know, trying to balance school work. You know, going from high school where you teach a fuck, which, you know, you can turn it in when you want. Whereas in college, you know, it's a due date and everybody in the class is saying you got to turn it in. But you might have a game on the road this weekend and you flying to New Mexico State. So mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're gone, but that work due Monday. So what you got to do between Tuesday and Thursday, you got to find a time frame and then find a way to get that work done because no teacher going to feel sorry for you because you got a game. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So having to adapt to college, it was cool. But yeah, man, I mean that transition really smooth. Literally the day I graduated, the next day I was at Troy. So I ain't had time to like have no trunk party and all the stuff people had it was back to work. And then like the coaches, you know, I cried, my mama William moved me in, thought everything was gonna be sweet. And then literally that next day we was at work. I was running sprints, you know, lifting weights. It was it just straight business now. You're a grown ass man. So how was the kind of talk to me a little bit about the differences in workouts and training conditioning from coming well, coming from Ramsey to a big D1 university like Troy. Uh, At Ramsey, we didn't have a true weight room. We had four racks at Troy. So we I'm had... saying, like, on your body, like. Oh, yeah, no. Nah, I mean, I didn't know how to do certain stuff technique-wise. But, I mean, Coach O, my trainer in high school, did prepare us for the conditioning. So, like, college conditioning, my high school conditioning was kind of harder than college because we ran, like, track stars because we didn't have, you know, like, once again, a weight room and stuff. But as far as, like, lifting heavy weights and stuff like that, man, it was a burden. You know, you go from high school being the strongest man to walk into a college weight room, and now you're probably the weakest man. You know, it's crazy. It's like a quick mm-hmm. change. Now, different for me was I was kind of strong, so I was middle class day one. But there was a big adjustment. Then, you know, just realizing, like, you're not the big dog on campus no more. Like, you know, okay, you're the little pup. It's just like everybody tell you when you leave elementary school, 
oh, the middle school, they ain't going to do this. And you leave middle school. Mm-hmm. You can't go to high school with that. And you leave college. You can't go to college with that. Well, I'm one of them niggas that I went every way all the way through school with that attitude, with that mindset. And ain't really nothing facing. I mean, I ran into a lot of situations where I got humbled. I mean, you know, and, you know, I learned from it. So did you come into, you went into college six, one, two. I went to college six foot two, I say 10, 208, 210. Yeah. Right. That's huge. Yeah. No, I'm saying I was a big fan. So, so it wasn't like, was yeah, it wasn't like, no. And they were like, when they saw me day one, they said, oh, yeah, he read it. But I did. I prepped. So, like, I uh, I trained with, like, um, guys that was already in college when I finished my senior year, uh, my senior football season in December. So, from January to May, I was with a college trainer in Birmingham, uh, trainer from here, Kevin Brown. And so, you know, we was able to implement things to get me ready to go to school. So, when I got there, it was like I wasn't behind. All I had to mm-hmm. do was learn the playbook. Once I learned the playbook, I was on the field, freshman. On the field as a freshman. Yeah. Yeah, and don't be trying to derail my conversation talking about these young ladies. I mean, I had them. I did my thing. Are you dating somebody? Are you single? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> stick and move, stick and move. I think you get it. But uh nah, I'm um I'm chilling. Shit, I'm trying to find myself, trying to figure out what I want to do in life. Um, I'm toxic and I know that I come with a lot of baggage. A lot of women ain't really ready to handle. Um my way or no way. I always been that way. I'm trying to learn how to feel for a female a little bit more. So uh yeah, I mean I'm learning. So uh, but nah, I mean I talk to people, you know what I'm saying? I got emotion. I'm I ain't really having too much, uh, I ain't really hitting too much. I ain't fucking off like that no more. I had my time in college, man. I ran it up, so like I'm kinda Whoa, I don't just strike and shit every time you see, yeah. you know, you try to more so a bun. Okay, so now that you are no longer in college on a football roster, do you still have the same amount of groupies that you had back then? Them whiz. <laughs> do you feel like, do you feel like a lot of girls were trying to talk to you more so because you were verified or because like they just knew you was going pro? I'm whiz. So whether, regardless of football stats, you still you, right? Yeah, like it was. I'm like I'm weird. I I can't even say that now because football did bring it. Like, I'm weird though. It's I don't know. Like I got a great personality, man. I'm cool. Everybody fool me. Don't nobody not like me. I don't have no ops. Like no female ops, no male. Like I'm cool. And if, like you don't like me as a male, it's probably about a bitch. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> like I've done nothing because I do number support. Like it's. I, I I fear death, so I don't like beef anyway. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to go out like that. I've seen a lot of my partners go out like that. So, um, but nah, it's just, I do, I can say, I can say, yeah, I can say some people fuck with me because they thought I was going pro for show. Yeah. Yeah. I can. Mm-hmm. Okay, so would you rather date a girl who's into football or are you indifferent? Um, You don't necessarily got to be into football, but I mean, I would love a girl that knows what she's talking about with the game. But then I like teaching a girl too. I mean, I don't really date for what you in. I, it's a lot of shit going to dating a girl, man. I just want a girl to be my best friend, you know. Understand, I'm a fuck up, and understand that, and I, and I do understand that you will too. But it's, you know, are you willing to go through the hard times with me? You know what I'm saying? You don't really find too many willing to go through them hard times. But that's all relationships are about in general is what shit, who, who, what person you want to shit you want to put up with, with whatever person, because everybody yeah. comes with some type of baggage. Nobody's perfect. There's only one man walked the earth that was perfect. Based on my faith, you know what I'm saying? Not knowing what everybody who listens to believes. So everybody got their own baggage. It's just what you're willing to accept. 
Do you think you have like a the one who got away story? They come and they go, bro. Like, and the ones that stay, I mean, they still around. Like, sadly, everybody I kind of everybody's still around. Like, I ain't lost nobody. Like, any bit I had, I can still get. Respectfully, though. So, uh, like, any one of them, I can kind of get. Like, it ain't no, yeah, I can have them. I like, I can wife them. They'll drop their nigga for me. So, I ain't really okay, so Okay, so let's say you out on the town, you at the bar, you drink. Give me your best, like, Riz. You know what a Riz is? Like, yo, gang, how you gonna get them? Without saying I'm Wiz. Oh, nah, because I ain't nobody in the public. Um, my best Riz, I, I mean, I'm more so just be like, um, I mean, shit, like, uh, I mean, I just kind of tell a girl, like, man, I ain't gonna lie down, you look good. You know, she said thank you, and I'd be like, no problem. He lucky. And then, like, you know, based off that, you would know if she took it now. you like, who lucky? Yeah, he lucky, because then she'd be like, who lucky? And I'd be like, yo, man, now I'd start the whole conversation, because if she'd be like, oh, you right, then i know to file back because she ain't got no nigga. But she'd be like, what made you think I got a man? Shit, I know she ain't got one, or she trying to fuck with me. She ain't really studying that nigga. You see what I'm saying? And so that's my go-to. And it's the same. It's easy. Niggas don't take my game, whoever hit this. But yeah, that's just like, it works every time. It's too easy. <laughs> you say you show this and you just walk off. You ain't get rejected. You just told her she look good. Okay, so let's talk about the 2022 draft. Mm-hmm. I know you briefly discussed that, but let's do a slight, a slight little dive into that. We all know that yep. you were on that process. We were all yep. you were all, we know you got some phone call. Um yep. if you don't want me to say this out we know that you declined now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, amen. So a lot of guys would rather have the opportunity once. Released, being able to say, "Oh, I was on it. I was on an NFL roster." But you, mm-hmm. you ready to be a as opposed to a number? Yeah, like um. So basically, how that work is, man. I was a. I already knew I'd be an undrafted free agent. All right, that was hands down. Too many injuries, not enough plays made my last year. Facts. Solid pro day, nothing spectacular, but none too bad. Just basically, I'm telling people like, you know, please take me off film. Um, couple teams, Kyle. Damn, please, for real? Hmm. You tell you was telling them to take you off film? No, I'm saying like, yeah, like take me off film, like take me off my film, like take me off the plays I made on the field, not my. No, numbers. I like, get that. I... Yeah, I was saying like, yeah, take because my film is good. You know, what I mean, any nigga who want to Google my name, oh, look it no, up no, on no, you. I'm like, come see me person type thing. Oh yeah, nah, nah. I was talking about like the tape, like the highlight tape. Oh, tape, tape. Okay. Yeah, I film. Say, I was saying, now you ain't being cocky like that with people. Oh no, I ain't. Hell nah, buddy. It's a business, boy. It's, it, listen, bro. Eight hundred sixty-four guys got cut at the end of training camp, and only one thousand six hundred ninety-six guys in the league. And it's over like five hundred thousand athletes. So who the hell am I to try that? Like I'm like that. I ain't nothing like that, you know. But I ain't really had too many high expectations. I kind of actually downplayed everything. That's just how I am. Through the whole process, but uh, I got a couple calls. Nobody really pulled the trigger, simple like that. Um, so I had the uh, the Lions, Cardi Bears, and Titans, and I was thinking I was finna get a, at least a rookie minicamp invite tryout. But uh, this draft, you know, COVID 
they kept a lot of guys back. So it was a lot of guys into the draft um, that really didn't play this year but got picked up. So um, it was hard numbers. You know, statistics, 252 guys get drafted. You take a certain amount to count. And I just didn't make that clip. Uh, I thought the Lions and the Bears were going to give me a tryout, but uh, they didn't. Uh, yeah, so I mean, like, I really can't do too much about it. Like, you know, they just call you. They'd be like, uh, they ask you about a background check and stuff like that. I mean, that's really about it. They talk to your agent through everything else. My agent dropped me, what, two days before the, a day before the draft? So I had to find an agent in, like, within 10 hours. And it's kind of hard to get an agent to, like, you know, put you in front of NFL teams uh, the day of the draft. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, like, not knowing, I, I didn't want, like, I, I wasn't ever worried about getting drafted. I was just trying to be a free agent or get a camp invite. I knew if I ever was able to put on a uniform and try it, I'd be good. I ain't never declined no NFL uh, trial, but. I did decline like CFL and stuff because I just was hoping that the NFL call, you know, like I had yeah. real faith that like somebody was going to call late. So I didn't want to jump and just go to Canada. And then the tables turned and then I wanted to double back on them teams that offered me the opportunity to, you know, come put a try out. But I uh, missed the deadline and stuff like that. You know, they look at that stuff like, you know, we invited you, you didn't show up, you know, so next man up. So, um, you know, I don't have no regrets in that. I took a chance. I could have signed to the USFL before the NFL draft. But I bet it on the NFL, you know. So now, right now, currently, I'm trying to get in the USFL, the XFL, or the IFL. Um, only reason why I would do the IFL is paying good. They pay for my living, and they partner with the XFL now. I believe I'm the caliber player to where I can go be in that for a little minute and hop out and get to the XFL, fall mm-hmm. out, and then um, hopefully get in the NFL camp the next year. So that's kind of my plan. But, um, I just signed already, so I kind of got that in motion. God been working in my favor. Oh, yeah, so I'm. I Congratulations. Yeah, appreciate it. So I'm gonna move to Texas in uh, March, and I'm gonna do that. So hopefully, I ball out quick, move up. You gonna ball some... out quick? You gonna ball out real, 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 real quick? Yeah. So God be working, man. That's why I just, you know, I think I give him all the glory. I told him if he ever made some shake for me, I'm gonna give him all the glory. So when I win, I, I gotta make. I can't just sit here and try to be all, act like it was all me. Cause mm-hmm. it was all him. Cause the way the coach reached out to me was through Facebook randomly. It was like one day I was just literally depressed in my job, and like the dude just DM me was like, "Give me a call." And he's like, "Man, you ain't playing ball no more. Why?" And he's like, "Man, you know you can just come do this. We are gonna pay for your living and everything. You just come do this, and I'm gonna help you move on back up." So I'm just like, "Why not? You know, you're young, 24, finna be 24 in two months. So like, why not?" So I just I'm gonna take a chance, live my life a little bit. Well. I love that so, so, so much. And I just want to say that was a great way to end this very first episode. Wiz, you know, I love you always. Mm-hmm, my too. broski locked in always. But. Um, I appreciate you so much for being willing to share your time, your story with me. Thank you so much for, even though you took my emotions up and down throughout these 30 minutes, <laughs> I am so glad and grateful that you know, your football story continues because you got some work people need to see. You got some work a lot of people want to see. I just feel like I got a story and I want to You do. And everybody has a story, but you got the weird story for sure. Mm -hmm. And when I was younger, my mama always told me, you can't minister nothing you haven't gone through. So not only do you have the physical capabilities, you now have the mental and the emotional capabilities. You have the emotional capacity to take on the things to come. Okay. And you already have your background. And a lot of people that go to college, they get a degree, but, you know, they cheat the whole way through. They don't know nothing about it. But right. one thing about you that I really appreciate is that you really take 
you really take key to every lesson that life throws at you, whether that was academics in the books or the real life lessons. Yeah. Like you are always trying to learn and grow and know more. So that is very admirable. And like I said, I thank you so much. And again, congratulations. Appreciate it, gang. We'll get up. Okay, and y'all, this was great. I'm Des Money, your host, and Pretty Girls Love Sportsmanship. Bye.